Ellen Dwellers. Welcome to Dwelling on Ellen. This is episode six, which means we are seven weeks away from my birthday. That's the whole point of this podcast is we're doing 12 episodes, a deep dive into the career and life of Ellen DeGeneres all the weeks up to my 32nd birthday on May 5th, which uh, 32 is the age that Ellen was, or her character was in the first season of Ellen. So there's a reason behind all of this. I'm very thoughtful, I promise. Today we're going to be talking about Ellen's uh, less than stellar endeavors, some stuff that she uh, tried and weren't quite as successful as her sitcom or her talk show or all of the awards she's hosted or all the other stand-up stuff and cool things that she's gotten to do in her career. So get ready for that, because <laughs> none, none of these have happy endings. But we're, I mean, ultimately, it has a happy ending, because Ellen is Ellen today, and um, so she 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 pulls it off. We're good. So first off, let's do what I promise we do every episode, which is look into reviews and tweets from all of you. Um, we have some reviews... Alright, so the first one comes from Skysort. It was uh, posted on March 17th. It's a five-star review, so thank you. And the title of it is amazing. And it just says, Sarah is hilarious, this is magic. Which is so nice, but it's Ellen who is truly the magic. The next review is uh, titled The Best, and it's also a five-star review. And it comes from my dear friend Frank. Frank, who's been a fantastic listener and so um, contributive that's, he contributes a lot to our uh, Dwelling on Ellen community. He found out that all of the episodes of Ellen's sitcom are available on the ABC website, so I posted that on the Facebook page. Uh, please go check it out. Uh, not only the, the tweet in which I acknowledge that, but also go watch all the episodes. It's such a good show. We talked about it um, for a few weeks a while back, so if you want to know everything about those episodes we talked about, including the root of my Jeremy Piven impression, then um, go <laughs> go go watch the, the sitcom. Anyway, Frank's uh, review is, you can just stop searching for other Ellen, Ellen podcasts. This is the only one you need. And, you know, before I started doing this podcast, I did search other Ellen podcasts, and it looks like Ellen, the Ellen show itself has a podcast, and so I would urge you guys to listen to that too. Just get caught up on some of that stuff. Dive deep into Ellen the way that we dive deep into Ellen every week on this podcast. Uh, so I did mention that Frank has been super active on Twitter and with our community, and we've gotten a lot of other people tweeting, including uh, the Mike Hilton, who, if you'll remember from a couple weeks ago, or last week, left a really nice review too. Mike uh, is a big fan of my impressions and enjoyed my Regis Philbin impression last week, and I appreciate that. I am terrible at uh, impressions, and um, that doesn't stop me, so I'm pretty sure we'll just... We'll, we'll plow through, and if there's more impressions, I am certain I will um, put them out there, <laughs> for better or for worse. So anyway, if you guys want to rate and review this podcast, please go do it on iTunes, uh, and I will make sure to give you some some props on the, on the old podcast. Also, there's been some Ellen news in the last week, and it is, I think, kind of fitting for this week, because it's not good news, um, and just like these are about her less-than-stellar endeavors, this is some less-than-stellar news about Ellen. Ellen dislocated her finger this week um, because her dogs were too excited to see her, pushed her, and she fell on her finger, and um, she jokes that... Um, <laughs> she talked about it on her show, and she joked about how it, they call it a dislocated finger, but she knew exactly where it was. It just wasn't in the right place. <laughs> and she said it happened after two glasses of wine, which two glasses of wine and a bunch of dogs and fingers, that just sounds like a nightmare to me. Um, but I hope 
I hope her finger feels better. Oh, God. Um, also, I was doing research for this episode today, and I found out some information that I didn't know about back in um, back in the, first, uh, the second episode when we talked about her early TV roles. We talked um, pretty in-depth about her role in Open House, but I just found out she was in another show before she was on Ellen, and it was called Lori Hill. Lori Hill came out in 1992... And it looks like it didn't last very long, about 10 episodes, and then it got canceled. But she played Nancy McIntyre um, on the show. And apparently it's all about doctors and nurses, and the main character, her name is Lori Hill, and she's a dedicated mother and doctor. But because of her immature husband, Jeff, uh, she bonds with a funny nurse, Nancy. And that, does, that sounds a lot gayer than, it, than it, I, I believe it was. I think she just has a work life and a, and a home life. And at home, she's an immature husband. And at work, she has um, this funny nurse friend, Nancy, and a receptionist named Beverly. And Beverly was played by Doris Black. <laughs> and Doris Black uh, was in Tootsie and on a bunch of episodes of Law & Order. And... Um, she even she even had a, one role in an episode of Ellen's TV series too, so they must have remained friends. And then also, um, she was also in an episode of Golden Girls. So there you go. Lots of people in Ellen's life, including Doris Balak. So anyway, Lori Hill. I can't find any information about it online other than from IMDb. So if you guys can find episodes of it, I would love to see it. Um, it's really it really surprised me that she, there was an Ellen role that I didn't know about. Sheesh. Okay, we got a lot to talk about today, so let's go ahead and get started. Our first segment today is going to be about The Ellen Show, not The Ellen DeGeneres Show, her talk show, and not Ellen, her sitcom that came before, but The Ellen Show, which came out in uh, September of 2001, and it was kind of in between sitcom Ellen and talk show Ellen. Uh, 2001 was kind of a a tough year for Ellen. She... um, was still kind of riding the wave and, and trying to survive after her sitcom got canceled from the fallout of her coming out. And it was before her, her talk show started in 2003. Um, she had the sitcom on CBS, and it only ran one season. Um, they didn't even show all the episodes from the season before it got canceled, and they had to release a bunch of the re- remaining episodes on DVD. But the cast of this show was incredible. You guys, um, Jim Gaffigan was on the show. Martin Mull was on the show. Carrie Kenny, I don't you guys know who Carrie Kenny is, even if you don't recognize her name. She um, was on Reno 911. She's the tall cop, the tall lady cop, who's really awkward and funny. Uh, and she's been involved with, like, the state and all of their their fun stuff. Um, so I know for a fact, if you saw her face, and I'll, I'll put her face up on Twitter so you can see who I'm talking about here. Uh, but anyway, they were, and Cloris Leachman was also on The Ellen Show. So it was a, it was a great cast, and... The whole show centered around Ellen playing another character named Ellen, um, but this time she was like a fancy internet lady whose hustle and bustle life got to be too much, so she goes back to her hometown for kind of a slower pace uh, life. And it was um, good, and people, like reviewers liked it, but it did get canceled because nobody ended up watching it. And it's really also hard to find online, and I, I struggled to find it online in particular because if you type in The Ellen Show... They uh, think that you are talking about the Ellen DeGeneres show, and it is, uh, Google it doesn't know how to separate them. I even looked up like the Ellen Show CBS or the Ellen Show 2001, and it uh, couldn't find it. So if you guys are out there and you can find episodes of the Ellen Show without uh, somewhere online streaming, let me know so that we can watch this. This would be a great this would be a great thing for you to do, Frank. You seem to be a really good uh, 
show finder. Also, D.B. Bauer also found a whole bunch of... She also found out that the episodes were on ABC, so I should give her credit, too. But if either of you guys or anybody else wants to go out and try to find episodes of The Ellen Show with Martin Mull, Cloris Leachman, Jim Gaffigan, and Carrie Kinney, uh, that would be awesome. I would love to be able to share that with everybody. But anyway, like I was saying, it definitely wasn't like her other sitcom where it lasted for five seasons. It only lasted not even all the way through one. And um, then, then, then she was back to having a canceled show. Womp womp. I told you guys, it's it's sad endings all day long today. <laughs> Let's move on. So in this next segment, I want to talk about the time that Ellen hosted Saturday Night Live. Uh, that all that happened in 2001 also, so it was probably in conjunction with her new show coming out. She hosted on December 15th, 2001. And I remember seeing this episode when it debuted in 2001, and it felt off, like... As far as SNL goes, this was a great year. Tina Fey was the head writer. Amy Poehler had joined the cast by this point. It was the Christmas episode, and usually for SNL, Christmas episodes are, like, really heartfelt and warm, and there's, like, funny Christmas sketches. And there are a few Christmas sketches all throughout the um, episode. But something felt off, and I couldn't figure it out originally if it was because Ellen was put into a sketch comedy situation, and she's definitely more of a stand-up, or, like, she likes to play herself, and so putting her into characters was maybe not the best match for her. But now looking at it with more of a historical context, you know, like, 2001 was a tough year film. So she has this struggling sitcom. She's still in a weird spot in her career after coming out. Her and Anne Heche broke up, and Anne Heche started dating uh, this guy. I think, like, they got very serious very, very quick. And then, so Ellen kind of comes to SNL carrying all of that. And you can see it in her monologue, um, her monologue is her just kind of, it's a, it's, it's what a cool thing about, um, when comedians host SNL is that their monologues are usually just like a good eight minutes of their standup. And so a lot of times comedians have the best monologues of the season because they don't need like big music numbers or a whole lot of the cast to come in. They can just stand on their own. And that's what Ellen does. She does a lot, like a kind of like a standup bit, but it's about, um, she talks in the first part of it about how much she loves New York, even though she's never there, and people usually lie about that kind of stuff, but she's telling the truth. She loves New York, so that, that part was cute. And then she goes into this next little chunk that's like, um, I told everybody I was gay. I'm not gay. I want to thank my husband, Jerry. And then she goes into talking about, like, she just said that she was gay to, like, one-up a story that Kathy Griffin was telling at a party. And it's um, really, I mean, it's funny in concept, but then when you think about, like, everything that Ellen had to endure after coming out, it's kind of, like, sad or or wishful thinking, maybe, almost. Uh, I don't really know. And then, so, like, the audience thinks it's hilarious. And it is. It's funny in concept, but there's just... It kind of added to that feeling of just kind of, like, ugh, that I got from watching the episode. It continues into this one sketch. I mean, there's a whole ton of sketches in a weekend update, and no doubt with the musical guest that week. So there's a whole lot more going on in the episode than I'm going to talk about here on the podcast. But there's this one sketch that stands out to me, and I went back and rewatched it, and I'll, I'll put the links up somewhere, but it's called Dad's New Girlfriend. And it is so heartbreaking to watch. And it's like, in, again, if you look at it from just a sketch writing sketch performance standpoint. It's a funny premise for a sketch. Ellen plays Will Ferrell's new girlfriend, and his kids come home for Christmas and they don't like her, which is a totally basic sketch and you can do a lot of funny things in it. There's a couple elements to it that make it like extra sad. So number one, 
her, his kids are grown adults. Like he even says in the in 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 the sketch that his son is 30 and his daughter is 28. So they come in and they're so hateful and they're adults so they should know better. And then Ellen's character in the sketch is like trying so hard to like make them like her and she like even mentions things that she had done for them like she got all of their family pictures remade with their original mom in them like reprinted and put into a book that she binded herself after taking a community class and the kids just like plow through it and say how much they hate her and hate it and her for doing it and so then like she's just kind of like I don't think they like me the whole time and <laughs> well Farrell is like I think they like you and then like, like completely ignoring it and just keeping going with the sketch and then at the very end of the sketch she's like Hey, son, the, she doesn't call him son, but it's Seth Meyers. So she tells Seth Meyers' character, I knew you liked baseball, so I got you this gift. And um, to Amy Poehler, she's like, I knew you liked literature, so I got you this gift. They take the gifts, and they say thank you. And then they walk over and throw them into the fireplace with the fire on. And um, it turns out it was a Hank Aaron home run ball and, like, a first print of a very fancy book. And it's just, like crappy things that they're just be doing to be crappy and you can just see Ellen's like fa like she's playing it super well because she just wants them to like her and they're just it just seemed mean for the sake of being mean and now when I look back on it it's I just cringe so much because God, just just be nice to Ellen oh and this is another part too Will Ferrell at the very end of the sketch uh, is like I told um Ellen's character that she could make mom's famous eggnog recipe and then Ellen's like I didn't know that I don't know how to make eggnog if I had gotten some heads up I could do it and then Will Ferrell like turns on her too so then to end the sketch all three characters in the sketch hate on Ellen and then that's just it Duh. it was awful it made me feel bad as this is bad ending number two 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 segments in a row of a bad ending Let's, let's move on to segment three. Okay, so in today's last segment, we're going to talk about One Big Happy, which Ellen wasn't in that show, and Ellen didn't even create the show. She was an executive producer for the show. It was actually made by uh, Liz Feldman, who is a comedian, if you know anything about the website After Ellen, and we'll talk about After Ellen in future episodes because it does tie back to Ellen. Um, Liz Feldman used to have like a web series that she made for After Ellen that was hilarious, and it would just be her interviewing... Uh, celebrities in her kitchen and it was so funny and I knew uh, that she was a writer for Ellen and originally she had been a writer for all that and she's written for a bunch of award shows and also blue collar TV that's uh, just a weird match for that so she had this chance to pitch this TV show um, and it's all about a gay lady and her best friend trying to have a baby together and then his, her best friend is a dude who ends up meeting the love of his life and then so the three of them try to get along while they're going through this process of, of having a baby and the cool thing was Ellen was the executive producer of it because her and Liz Feldman had this relationship before where she was a writer for Ellen. And so Ellen, like, really went to bat for Liz on this show. And it had a really great cast, too. It had Alicia Cuthbert and Nick Zano and Kelly Brook. And uh, the three of them, you know, kind of had sitcom-y situations and the comedies that come out of situation comedy sitcoms um, stuff happened to them while they kind of navigated this weird world of trying to have a baby. And what was also great about it was that it featured an openly gay lady on network TV, which even though Ellen did it 20 years ago, was still something pretty novel and kind of groundbreaking for, for, for network TV. Uh, but the show couldn't quite find its rhythm and it also only lasted one season it got canceled pretty quickly 
It stinks. I, I wonder what would have happened if it had gone uh, a little bit longer. Because usually shows that they can get to like a second or really a third season, like we talked about about Ellen's sitcom. Once it hits a third season, it really kind of gets its stride. All TV shows tend to do that. Um, so it would have been kind of neat to see what happened with One Big Happy if it had gotten to a third or fourth season. I also wonder, I was just talking about this with a friend, um, if, if maybe network TV was the bad match for a show like this. I mean, it came out in 2015, so it could have found a home on like Amazon or Netflix um, and maybe had found more of a, a niche audience that would have kind of helped carry it a little bit more than if, if they tried to be on NBC. But I could see also like, man... If you're if you're gonna pitch a TV show, you I, I would die to be able to pitch a TV show to a network television channel like NBC and have it get picked up and, and taken to series. That would have been fantastic. So I could totally understand the thinking behind it. But now, I mean, since it's been canceled, I wonder if there just could have been something else done that would have made it um, last or been around for a little bit longer. Okay, you guys, that is it for this week. Um, Next week, we're going to look into Ellen's stand-up specials and her material itself, which I'm super excited to talk about. We haven't really gotten a chance to talk about her as a stand-up comedian a lot, and so we're going to focus on that next week. Um, Until then, please rate and review this podcast, Dwellin' on Ellen, on iTunes. I really appreciate everybody who's gone out and reviewed it. It's meant a lot to me. The people who have talked about this podcast with their friends and their co-workers, it means so much to me. I want to give a special shout-out to Alex Fleming, who has been a particularly kind person to this podcast, so thank you, Alex. Please listen to his podcast, Great Question with Alex Fleming. You can find that on iTunes. He likes to, um, as for his podcast, he reads tarot cards of comedians and other interesting people in the community. I got a chance to be on it a few weeks ago, me and my girlfriend Kelly, so you should definitely check that out. Um, and then rate and review his, because he's, he's a great guy. Follow the show on Twitter. We are dwelling on Ellen, all one word. Uh, I send out stuff throughout the week on the Twitter, and it's fun to get a chance to interact with you guys. So let me know you're out there. Let's talk about Ellen some more. I love, I'm, seriously, this is, since I started doing this podcast, Ellen has really become my life. And any chance I get to talk about her, I'm double excited to talk about her. So follow us on Twitter. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, too. Anywhere you can find Dwellin' on Ellen, let's connect there because I really want to keep uh, up with all y'all and keep us both up to date on what, what Ellen's doing. But until next week, I have been Sarah Kennedy, and you have been awesome, and I will talk to you later. Bye.